0: Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 26th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. We've made it half a year. Thank you guys very much for being here with me. If you were not here listening and watching this, I would not be making them, so thank you very much. If you are listening to this podcast and you want the video version where I actually show you the hand being played out using the Share My Pair application, you can go to jonathanlittlepoker.com, and then click on the podcast link, and you'll see all of the podcast laid out right there for you. Um, so anyways, this hand is from a $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker event I played uh, this year. And we have a 5,000 chip stack, We're but we're playing effective 4,500 chip stacks at 25-25 big blinds. So we are very deep stacked, about 180 big blinds. And everyone folds to me, and I have king-jack-of-diamonds in the cutoff seat. This is a scenario where I am raising every time. I'm never limping. I'm never doing anything absurd. And I'm going to make it 75 with pretty much my entire range because I don't mind if my opponents call, particularly if they call from the blinds. So the flop comes king-queen-four, no diamonds. And in this scenario, my opponent decides to bet 250 into the 175-chip pot. He leads into me from the blinds. Uh, my opponent is a, or my my uh, small blind opponent is a fifty year old guy I do not know. So what in the world does that mean? <laughs> You're going to find that in the the high stakes games you don't actually see plays like this too often where people are overbetting the flop out of position on a board that should be pretty good for my range and not so great for my opponent's range. Uh, so this this doesn't really tell a story that makes me think that I have the worst hand. So I'm certainly not folding. So the question then becomes, should I raise? I think if I raise, my opponent's probably only going to continue when he actually has a very good hand, or maybe he'll call one time and then fold to a turn bet. So I think when my opponent leads into me, he has a range that's mostly very premium hands, which I lose to, so I don't want to raise against those, or marginal made hands that I beat, like queen-jack, queen-10, ace-queen, maybe ace-4, maybe king 10, King-9, he could have King-Jack also. So I definitely don't want to raise against those hands, because if I raise, my opponent... I I guess I was going to say, if my opponent's a good player, he's going to fold, but it's kind of tough to say because my opponent is leading into me for more than pot, so maybe he would not fold those. But I, I tend to assume that my opponents will fold if I apply a lot of pressure. And because of that, I definitely don't want to apply a lot of pressure because I don't want my opponent to fold those hands because those are drawing to five outs or less against me. My opponent could also have a draw. The only real draw out here is Jack 10 and you know if he has Jack 10, that's fine. So I'm going to call this and see what develops. I'm not really planning on folding. However, if my opponent does bet something like 900 on the turn and then shoves the river, <laughs> I'm probably going to fold at that point. So my opponent then bets 250 again on the turn. so the same bet that he made on the flop. Uh, The turn is a 7 of spades, so it puts a backdoor spade draw up. But again, that's not really a main concern. I I think at this point, I'm pretty sure that my opponent has a very marginal made hand. You're going to find that whenever players take this line of betting the flop and the turn for the same size, it's almost always a very weak line. Meaning that it's not total error, but I think it's often just something he's trying to get me to call uh, with a worse made hand than his. So maybe this is a bet with something like king 10, king 9, king 8... Maybe um, queen, queen queen-jack, queen-10, ace-queen, something like that. He's betting small because he wants me to call with something that's worse. And he probably thinks that if he bets much larger, I'm going to fold a lot of that stuff. So this is a a very default line that you see a lot of amateur players making on a pretty consistent basis. So I'm definitely going to call. Again, I'm calling the turn because I do not want to raise and allow my opponent to fold. River's a two of spades, putting the backdoor flush up, but again, that's not much of a concern. Um, My opponent bets 250 again, and at this point I am about as convinced as possible that my opponent has a marginal made hand. So, if he has a marginal made hand, should I call or should I raise? If I think that he is pretty much never going to call if I raise with a worse made hand, meaning he's going to fold all of his random junky one pairs, I should definitely call. Because I I could be wrong about that range, right? He could just have a set and be... (laughs) betting small because he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. Um, always be sure to leave yourself a little bit of wiggle room in that y- you don't just assume that your opponent has what you primarily think he has. Like in this spot, I think he has a marginal made hand maybe 90% of the time, but 10% of the time he's going sh- to surprise me and show up with the nuts. So will my opponent call if I raise on the river? And I think if I raise small enough, my opponent probably will because I could have something like Jack-10 or Ace-Jack or Ace-10 or maybe even 10-9 at this point, and my opponent may decide to hero call if I make a small raise. I could also consider making a large raise if I thought my opponent would really make a big hero call, but a, a lot of these players who make who take this line, they're not particularly uh, like willing to, to invest a lot of money in, on their reads for the most part. Usually they're willing to invest some small amount of money on their reads, or based on pot odds, but if like, say I I raised a 1800 into the uh, 1400 chip pot, my opponent's just never going to call with queen 10 or something like that. But if I make it 700, which is only 450 more, he may decide to look me up, and that would be fantastic. So, this is a scenario where I've pretty accurately, at least in my mind, pinpointed my opponent's range, and I've also pinpointed what I think he's going to do if I make particular raise sizes. And I know a big raise size is bad for me. A good raise, a small raise size is good for me. So in this spot, I think making a small raise is by far the best option. And I do make it 1,100. And I think this may actually be a touch large. Um, I, looking back at this hand now, I think probably something like 900 is probably ideal. But again, it's somewhat irrelevant. Also... I suppose this is worth mentioning. A lot of players will call a bet if you throw out one chip. Like say I put in a 1,000 and say a 1,000. A lot of players will call that compared to if I throw in 975 with a bunch of small chips. A lot of people view the 1,000 as a much smaller bet, even though it's the same size effectively. And other players are the reverse. They'll call when you put out a pile of chips because they think you're trying to look strong or something like that. So always pay attention to which... Uh, bets in terms of the number of chips your opponents are willing to call that's just something to to be aware of I don't think it's that big of a concern but it is something but whenever you bet 1100 it's often going to be two chips and a lot of people say two chips that's not too much more and (laughs) they'll they'll look it up a little bit wider than perhaps 975 so there is a little bit of merit to that so I do make 1100 and my opponent calls and I win and that is exactly what you want to happen whenever you have a marginal made hand uh, very rarely, and I mean, very rarely, should you be raising the river for value with top pair marginal kicker. But if you can accurately pinpoint your opponent's range, and you really can do this in soft tournaments, usually like local um, small stakes tournaments that happen on the weekends or uh, soft world series of poker events, you're going to find a lot of spots where you can very accurately pinpoint your opponent's range. And also, you can pinpoint their tendencies on the river, meaning that I thought this guy, for whatever reason, I thought this guy would qualify, raise small. And he did, so that was fantastic. Um, If I raise the river and he folded, like say he tanked forever and then folded, I'd be a little bit unhappier with my raise because that means that he's probably going to call mostly whenever I'm beat on the river, and that means my raise was probably bad because I obviously could just call and win the pot that way with not opening myself up to get re-raised or putting more money in whenever I am beat. But since he called, I'm fairly convinced that this was a very good play. It's definitely worth mentioning, this is a very exploitable style of playing. And because of that, if you are not adept at exploiting your opponents, you can open yourself up to getting in really dicey situations. Because whenever you open yourself up to getting exploited, which you have to do if you want to exploit your opponents to the maximum, if your opponents adjust in the opposite way that you think they will, they'll actually be exploiting you. But you're going to find that a lot of the best poker players, particularly in the live poker circuit, are very good at exploiting their opponents. And I actually made a webinar where you can go and get the um, first part of it for free where I discuss exploiting my opponents. This um, tournament was from an online tournament that I won recently that was forehanded, meaning that I got to play a lot of hands with the same opponents and develop really strong reads. And I, I uh, found a few spots where I just demolished my opponents because I figured out what they were going to do ahead of time, and I adjusted. And they did not make a point to adjust and exploit me, so I ended up taking a lot of their chips. And I think this video or this webinar was a very good example of how you need to play to exploit your opponents. So to get the first part of that webinar for free, go to jonathanlittlepoker.com exploiting, E-X-P-L-O-I-T-I-N-G, and you can check it out. So this is that is it for this week of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you guys very much for watching, and I will talk to you next time.